You have found Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. Downloadable audio episodes can be found in the podcast link found at drawincustomers.com. We are locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. Today we're welcoming slash preparing to learn from Kayla Stroud du Savage, the owner of Specific Health Massage. So Kayla, how is it going today? It's going. It's yeah, going. It's good. I, <laughs> everybody says that, and I always wonder, like, Are you cool. What's going on? I think it's always just like it's good, but then always there's things going on. So all just right. kind of like that in between. Like, Such a busy day, but you get to be on a cool podcast. Yeah, so that's all right. I'll take it. <laughs> so tell us, what is Specific Health Massage? Oh, well, it's a small massage therapy business. I started about a little over two years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what made you decide to start your own business versus just working for someone else? I mean, I've been doing massage for over 10 years now, so it just came to a point. I'm like, I think I could do this all on my own, hopefully. Okay. All right. And I'm just like, I'm, I just want to kind of answer to myself and see how things go. All right. Mm. And so far, how has it been going? Two years? You made it over the first year hump. So, yep, that was always my worry, making it over that first year hump and like, am I going to even make it? Because there's so many other like businesses and stuff and I think that's most people's worry oh yeah and after yeah even after like at the six month mark I'm like oh, okay we're good I got this <laughs> we're good <laughs> so is it if you versus being an employee mm -hmm. can you make more money doing your own thing I have learned that it is possible to okay. make your own because you have like I said you have more wiggle room you have like you control everything so you can increase your prices as to stay compa um, comparable to others and um, so that's been helpful. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is possible, but there are more expenses you have to account for being on your own as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just the hourly rate. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people just take that as a misconception where they start something and think, hey, I'm making whatever, 20 bucks an hour as an employee, and they're charging, yeah. I don't know, 100 bucks an hour or something like that. So I could make $100 an hour. And it's not quite that cut and no, dry. No, because of course, like any place, like they already take taxes out for your whatever you're bringing in. And in this case, like it might look like I'm getting 100% of like the commission, mm -hmm. but of course I'm still not. No. Because you have to pay your dues like mm -hmm. anybody else. But yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about going from employee to starting your own gig. Yep. When you first started your own gig, did you were you working from home? Did you travel or did you get your own office? I was kind of... Doing a little bit of everything. I was traveling because I did um, hospice massage at the time, so it involved me traveling to patients' homes and giving them massages. And then I was also working um, part of the time at a specific place where I was actually in a room with clients and things like that as well, being an employee. Okay. But you didn't have a lease on a place? No. Did not? No. When did you decide to get a lease on a place? Um, it was a couple months before I actually opened business. Okay. So it was maybe like August of, I think, 2021-ish. And then um, a couple ladies I shared my space with refurbished it, made it look all pretty and stuff. And then from a couple months from beyond there, then we kind of opened up. All right. So the space that you're in, you share with a few other people then? Yep. I share with a hairdresser and then I actually share with another therapist. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So that so reduces works. the overhead a little bit. Yep. Oh, yeah. So Probably it's... Quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So right. substantially and it's great. <laughs> so how did it go signing your first lease? Because that's always a big undertaking. I mean, I had no problem. I knew um, the other therapist I do share a space with. I knew her from previously working with her, so I trusted her. 
and the other lady is actually her sister, the hairdresser. So I oh, already wow. had some trust into her. All right. So it kind of went smoother than I probably would have expected. Okay. Which made things a whole lot easier. All right. So tell me, you're working with someone else that is, you guys share rooms, but different times. Yep. So it's like we, we have our place under one general name. And then we each are our own individual per like business within. Got yeah. it. Okay. So does that mean the big, the broad one is specific health or yours is specific? Mine health? specifically uh, is. Specifically, yeah. all right. And then <laughs> we have a broad, yeah. Then just a broad name okay. um, for the business, the place itself. All right. So. And I, so I'm vaguely familiar with massage. And right? I get massage, but the business of massage. Yeah. That's why I'm excited to interview you because I'm, I'm planning on learning some stuff here. Yeah, definitely. Typical massage place. Are they expecting walk-in traffic or are they expecting to be found just from an online search or something like that? I think it's, I mean, it is, some places do take walk-ins. It kind of depends on the flow of like how many people they already have scheduled and whatnot. But most, most of the time it's like scheduled appointments, okay. like online kind of presence there. Gotcha. So it's not necessarily super important to be on main street of whatever city that you're in. I mean, it's nice, especially if people can see your name because mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people like, oh, I drove past your business and I looked it up and went on from there. All right. So it is helpful, but not, it's not, yeah, like a make or break kind of thing. Gotcha. You know, it's interesting. It reminds me of the rule for storage buildings. Hmm. They say that you want to be seen from the highway, yeah. but you don't necessarily need to be easy to get to. Because as long as people know no, where I... it is and they're aware of it, then they're like, oh, that's the place. Because yeah. they're not going every day. And I guess with the storage place, you don't want them there every day. You don't <laughs> oh, want them people taking boats and stuff like that. No, <laughs> that wouldn't be good. <laughs> so tell me, from a yeah. training point of view, mm -hmm. is there just like, hey, one massage training? Or there, is it like a martial art where there's 50 million schools of training? I mean, that's a question I always got a lot when I started. Like, well, do you need to go to school for this? Well, yes. It's it's kind of like an, like a trade. Okay. Like a trade school. So my schooling was at least about a year. That's typical for most massage schools. Sometimes it can be slightly shorter, maybe slightly longer. Um, I mean, in most curriculums are the basics of the same thing. Um, sometimes people go different avenues with it. So some schools are more like spa based. Some, so they get very okay. specific and like um, they want you to do your massage kind of in a specific way or incorporate like body scrubs and things like that. Okay. Um, some schools are a little bit more clinical. So they do more of that pain management side of things. That's kind of where my avenue was. Um, and then some schools again are just more of a generic, this is the basics of it, find your way kind of from there. Okay, so when you say massage, yeah, I'm sorry, when you say spa, yeah, is that more relaxing type thing? In a sense, yeah. Okay, and then the pain management is more, I can't move my arm since I played baseball with my kid kind of thing? And it, typically, yes. Okay. It can kind of mix and match throughout, but that's the kind of the basics of. Gotcha. Now I see a bunch of add-ons, yeah. massage places. You got, um, man, I'm going off memory <laughs> here. There's like hot towel, cupping, which yeah. I'm not sure what that is. Hot stone. And there's probably a laundry list of other ones. There, so. There's several <laughs> things within, yeah. And a lot of those are things a lot of people have to do extra schooling for, or not schooling, but like education for. Okay. Like continuing education. Um, so like, yep, yeah, cupping is one. Um, like hot stones. Um, sometimes people, yeah, use hot towels as just kind of like warm the back up and just make you feel more relaxed and comfortable. 
Um, there's so many like modalities and techniques throughout massage, it, it's crazy. All right. So how do yeah. you choose which ones, or I guess, which ones do you offer? I offer, I mean, I offer cupping, I offer hot stones. Um, I do a couple other things as like kinesiology taping. Okay. Which is, I can't even describe. It's kind of like, it's kind of like an athletic tape. Um, but you can usually place it on any area of the body to help. Sometimes it's to keep muscle in place, to like increase mobility, um, a number of things like that. Okay. Um, even getting into, I call it blades, but people call it um, other different specific names. Okay. Um, and it's literally like a metal tool that you'll scrape like the muscle of their skin to help really? like, break down. Yeah. Like All break right. down scar tissue and stuff. You're not shaving them or anything. No, it, <laughs> it's not like, like a razor. It's it just a, like a metal. Yeah. A wand or what? It what? looks. It's almost like if you had like a knife and you were scraping somebody. That's a terrible okay. example. But like a in your yeah, like I said, you're scraping like the top. Like so if something comes in with a sore leg or something like that, you're scraping the top of the leg kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. In a sense. I've never heard of that. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. And how do you know when you're done? I mean, <laughs> I guess. I'm not going to sit there and, yeah, or? like, I'm not, yeah, like, usually sometimes it is uncomfortable. Okay. Usually you'll do it for a short period of time to, like I said, help down, usually to help down, like, break down scar tissue, um, release muscle tension. Um, so is it similar to a foam roller type thing in what it's doing? Or in totally the general different? concept, kind of. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, but okay, when you draw blood, that's when you stop. <laughs> that's a little excessive, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> So, and then cupping, I've heard yeah. of cupping, but I have no clue what it is. And it's, I'm betting there's some listeners that don't take it. So. <laughs> it's literally kind of, depending on what kind of cupping you're doing, there are other different types. So some of them are like plastic cupping, cups, silicone. Um, there's even like the fire cupping. We're talking like a cup, like a yeah. cereal bowl or coffee well, cup. Well, and it's like... That shape. A little bit of a smaller shape, yeah. Small, like we talking three inches in diameter? It's like... In a sense, yeah. Okay. I'm trying All to right. think of a good diameter sense. Um, Do they have handles on them for you? Nope. It's like it's it's like a little like suction cup kind of thing. Okay. So usually it's again used to help break down scar tissue, release muscle tension. Um, you're kind of bringing circulation to the area. Um, All right. Does it create a suction, or are you yeah. just setting it on there and walking away? You're, it's creating a suction. So okay. a lot of times you might see people who have giant red circles in different places. That's kind of the interpretation of cupping. All right. Um, I mean, I have a lot of people who really enjoy it. Some people don't find any benefit to it, which can be common. Depends on the person. All right. Um, Is this a back only thing? Because I feel like gravity would mess with you if you try to do arms. Or it's something usually like done mostly on the back, but you can really use it throughout the body. Okay. I mean, they are—they're even smaller, like, like not even an inch size cups that you people do like facial cupping as well. Holy cow! I don't do that, but. How do you, yeah. I feel like it'd be tough to even grab on That Yeah, I've never tried it, but I, it would be tough, I would think. All right. And is cupping, I've heard of it, mm -hmm. but I want to say that I've heard of it relatively recently. Is that a new-ish thing or just made its way here from I think China it's, or wherever? It's been around. I think it's becoming more um, noticeable to people okay. now that they've learned the benefits of it like anything else. But, I mean, I use it a lot of times and it feels great. Okay. I mean, I even have cups that I just got new a new tool cups that vibrate as well, so it gives like a double benefit. Of really? It yeah. <laughs> I so haven't used them, but I have them okay. to use eventually. Gotcha. So you put a cup on someone. Yep. Is the vibration tool part of the cup? It's like it's like almost like a little battery with inside the cup, and like you can 
turn it on and it gives certain intensities. All right. And usually cups you leave on. Everyone's different. I usually anywhere from it's a very three to ten minutes, five to ten minutes. Okay. Um, kind of depending on somebody's comfort level with it. So if you had just put cups on someone, yeah, and somebody else walks in the room, how many cups are they going to see on that person's back? Everyone's different. It kind of depends. We're talking three or five hundred. I wouldn't say five hundred. Usually, I'll put anywhere. If I'm just general doing someone's whole back and like shoulders and stuff, it's maybe maybe ten. Okay. Somewhere around there. All right. I usually try to like make it even on both sides so it looks symmetrical. Because gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it is, yeah. But so people don't get mistaken for having chicken pox or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Tell me when you are doing the massage. I'm mm -hmm. um, sorry. Let's just dig into the cupping a little bit more. <laughs> I've had massages uh, that were relaxing. Yeah. And then you have some where I feel like the massage person wanted to like, take a chair. Like a WrestleMania kind of thing, right? <laughs> like they're like off the ropes, right? The elbow. So the cupping thing, is that a relaxing thing or is that to solve a problem, a physical ailment kind of thing? I mean, some people do find it relaxing. It kind of all depends on, I think, what type of cup I could be using. Okay. Like I said, sometimes the silicone ones aren't as intense. And then I have another one that is literally like a suction. I place it on and I suction the air kind of through it. Oh, is this a so syringe is, type thing? Well, on? it's like a little like suction gun. Okay. Um, and sometimes that can get even more intense because I control how much of it is kind of oh, vacuumed. Okay. Um, so sometimes that's not always comfortable. Like you but didn't tip well last time. So we're just yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of an in-between. I mean, it is comfortable, but you're going to feel that pressure as well. All right. So it's kind of, yeah. All right. So is the idea after that happens, you get up, you're leaving. Sometimes you're, you you got to go to your car, I imagine, to drive home. Yeah. It's interesting because after a relaxing massage, sometimes i got to take a moment to be like, Most, okay. yeah. Maybe Let's shift have. into reality here <laughs> <laughs> before I try to move a 4,000-pound bullet uh, down the road, right? <laughs> so, but there's other times when you get that off-the-ropes type massage person where you're like, ah, I'm in pain. After the cupping thing, is that a hurt-so-good kind of pain thing, or is that more relaxing? I mean, I think there is a slight discomfort. Again, I think it kind of depends on the person. Okay. But usually it's nothing like, yeah, they've been like, elbowed through the whole massage kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. We were talking a little bit before we started yeah. about how therapists use different parts of their body. Yeah. And I guess I was naive. I mean, one, <laughs> I'm laying on my face, <laughs> so I don't know what they're using, but I always assumed it was their hands. But they're getting in there with all mm -hmm. kinds of elbows and We use, we use any sort of tools we got. That's okay. why sometimes we'll use the cupping or we'll use like the blades or things like that to save on our hands because this is how we make money. That, so it's so interesting you say that because somebody, so I'm trying to think who I was talking to about this, but I was thinking there's no way that a massage therapist is doing a massage for 40 hours a week. Your hands would it's fall off. It's a little off. much, yeah. But then, so when you're using other body parts, I imagine you can do more, but how many massages are you doing in a day a typical day where you're not at the end of the day going like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's again, it's sometimes always somebody's preference. I've heard, I've had people tell me they do eight in a day, which. How many do you do? For me, I usually do anywhere from four to five. Do sometimes really? depending on the length of the massage. Holy yes. cow. But it varies. All right. That sounds like it's a workout in itself. It is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Especially You're just crushing if it's like, beer yeah. cans with your fingertips kind of thing. Especially if it's all like deep tissue massages in a day. Yeah. So I've learned early on where my limitation lies if I want to continue to keep doing this for X amount of years out. All right. Yeah. All right. Tell me the difference between, or what is the opposite of deep tissue and shallow tissue? or usually, Just like a Swedish massage is kind of usually kind of like a basic, more so relaxing massage. Okay. You can't get deeper with it, but... And right. deep tissue is like working there a little deeper, working more specifically on areas there. Gotcha. So when you are massaging someone, mm -hmm. how do you find the areas where you're like, oh, that needs help? Are Here's you just practice? <laughs> just is it? I feel like it's mechanics feel. I used to be a mechanic, and so you can just tell like, eh, yeah, you know, there's a good 49, 50 pounds of torque right there, perfect. That's a good example. Yeah, that's a great example. Like, it, like I said, I people usually ask like, oh, like how do you, can you feel that? I'm like. Years of practice. All I right. usually say magic, but gotcha. <laughs> years of ma years of practice. I mean, you can tell when an area feels tight, or if there's like a knot going on, or like the trigger point, and it's just knowing what I'm looking for in a sense too. Got it. All right. But. So tell me, you want to start your massage business? Mm -hmm. I imagine the place that you worked at before had a table and sheets, towels, cups, stuff like that. Now you got to yep. buy all that stuff for yourself. Yep. How big of a an expense was that? Was that just a few thousand dollars or was that like, holy cow, we got to mortgage the house? I would say it was probably maybe only a few thousand dollars. Okay. The the other lady that was in the space, the hairdresser, actually bought the table me and the other lady use. So that was already a huge expense off of our shoulders. Okay. Because it's one of those like nice like mechanical ones. So I didn't even know like what they, I just figured down. like it's a table. <laughs> how, did, how elaborate do they get? They can get pretty elaborate. Some of them, like I said, this one, you step on a pedal and it goes up or down. Oh. And sometimes, like, the head of it can come up to accommodate for, like, like older people who can't just sit flat on their back or lay flat on their backs. All right. Um, some of the basics are just, like, like, nuts and bolts, and you just, like, higher or lower the table that way on, like, all four sides. All right. So they can get pretty elaborate. Gotcha. Tell me one of the things that I find interesting about any business, right? There's always some quirk where you're just like, how do you solve that? Uh, There's a guy that I used to coach that did massage, sports massage specifically. Yeah. And he was talking about the challenge of just going through and cleaning the sheets every day. Because you're doing four or five massages, whatever, you got to clean the sheets every time. That means you got essentially a set of linens, five sets of linens, yeah. whatever, that you have to wash every single day. And what much. he was doing was he was bringing that home, washing it, and then bringing it back. And it seemed kind of tedious. Yeah. So do most places have washer and dryer on site? Some places do. Okay. A lot, especially, yeah, if you're like with an employer, they usually either have it on site or they have somebody come get the linens for them. Oh, like another service. Yeah, like another service. Oh, gotcha. I know okay. a lot of just like independent people who like hire just a service and they just come pick up their laundry and wash for them and bring it back. I go home and wash it myself. Okay, you do the same. Okay. <laughs> yep. So someone's like, hey, I want hot towels. You're like, oh, man, that's more than much. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, though, the hot towel thing, mm -hmm. just to go on a little tangent that way, I didn't know what that was for, but it worked out. I got it once, um, I don't know, I think the massage therapist was late or something like that. So, like, free hot towels. I was like, okay, whatever. Okay. But it actually worked out well because the massage I got was in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And when you get a massage, I guess you know you're oily yeah, the rest of the day. Of but the hot towels, I could actually put my shirt back on <laughs> without oil just being everywhere. Yeah. So it actually worked out pretty well. Yeah. It felt good, too. But I was like, oh, that's a crazy yeah, benefit <laughs> that I would have never thought about, which is interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about marketing. Yeah. 
you get on your own or when you're an employee, yep. the I imagine the people just come, right? Because they're you're an employee, so they're just yeah. like, hey, place doesn't take care of you. Betty here, whatever. Yeah. Now you got your own place, you got your shingle hung out there, and you have to get clients people to come are. to you. Yep. So did clients follow you from your other places, or did you have to market? I had, I had a couple people follow me um, after I told them what I, where I was, what I was doing, and stuff like that. But otherwise, a lot of it was, yeah, marketing. Okay. And so I, tell me, what yeah. marketing have you done, and what has worked out the best? I mean, a lot of the marketing, what a lot of it was like <sighs> posting on like posting online, like this is where I'm at, this is what I'm doing, things like that. Just going around to people in the area and letting them know I'm here. That's usually the biggest like one. Knocking on doors kind of thing? Uh, businesses usually. Okay. I already knew a few couple local people who I think would benefit being not in partnership, but work together w well with. Okay. Um, letting them know what I did as well. Um, again, the ladies I already shared the space with, they kind of told people as well. All right. A lot of it was just general word of mouth at most. Okay. Has that, did it work? Yeah. Has it? Pretty well. So, and you are, your one person show, so no yep. employees yet. Is the idea to get employees or is the idea to maintain where you're at? Maintain where I'm at. I told, you know, it's so interesting because <laughs> 10 <laughs> years ago I would have said, you are crazy. But now I'm like, you know, I kind of get it. Employees are pain. <laughs> Such a pain. I still get that from people. Like, do you plan on, like, you're so busy? I'm like, no. Yeah, it's so that means that there's a, essentially a cap because there's only so many hours in a day. Yeah. So many massages you can do in a day. So you know, hey, X number of massages times what we can charge for a massage. Yeah. So whatever. Tell me a story about pricing. You don't have to tell me what the prices yeah. are that you deal with. But I hear from... I'll take my um, mother-in-law. Not recently, but years ago, she would always always talk about Groupons mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. how she was just chasing the deal. Yeah, chasing the deal, zero loyalty. And I looked on Groupon, and I was, she's like, "You get a massage for twenty bucks or something like that." And I was thinking, "There's no way that massage therapist <laughs> is making money off of that. There's no way, no way." <laughs> so, tell me a story about. The Groupons, or I imagine there's other websites like that. Yeah. And that whole battle, and then how do you figure out what you're going to price in relation to how people um, value it kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, everyone prices differently. Sometimes it's based off years of experience. Sometimes it's what they offer. A lot of times, I know my prices are based off of trying to be comparable to others in the area. Mm -hmm. So not being terribly high without being terribly low and, like, devaluing myself. Okay. So when, I mean, when I got into everything, I already knew, like, I'm not going to devalue myself. I'm not going to, if I have an opening for me personally, I'm not going to discount it because I know what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. I never, I've never done like the whole Groupon thing or anything like that. I just kind of set, this is what my price is. Um, throughout the, the last two years, I have increased slightly because I've been on the lower end. Mm -hmm. um, but I just kind of knew, yeah, knew what my value was worth, know where I would like to be at, how I want it to be, and kind of set it from there and... All right. On. And it's worked out well, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Tell me about accepting payments. Yeah. Because it's so interesting. When I was a kid, cash was a lot more of a thing. Mm -hmm. Now people are leaning away from cash. I even have met people, friends of mine, yeah. that laughed at me for carrying cash, which I thought I was the mean. most bizarre thing in the <laughs> world. They're like, you actually have a wallet? You carry cash? Like one, one guy, he literally just walked around with one credit card. 
Well, and then another guy had uh, mm -hmm. zero credit cards. He had ev everything on his phone. And I was like, wait a second. I don't trust that. Like, if that <laughs> dies, <laughs> like, that seems like a lot that you're putting on that one device yeah. that's got a lot of moving parts, very small moving parts, but moving parts. That can go wrong where cash is just it's cash. Yeah. Like, use a piece of paper. Let's make magic happen kind of thing. Yeah. So knowing that the, there's an expense to accepting any type of payment beyond mm -hmm. cash, cash is free to accept. Yeah. Or credit card, there's a charge. Yeah. Check, that's whatever. You never know. Flintstones era, you got to take that. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, so how do you accept payment and how have you dealt with the extra expense of processing credit cards and stuff like that? I, I haven't really dealt with the expense of processing credit cards. It really, I haven't noticed a huge difference with it. Okay. Um, I mean, I still accept cash, check, card, all of it. And right. I have some people like, well, why do you accept? like cash or check and stuff. I'm like, until I have an issue, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. I don't see why you wouldn't accept cash. Cash is... I mean, and I have a lot of people who will pay me in cash or tip me in cash so mm -hmm. I don't have to run that extra expense on a card. Yeah. And they're like, be honest with me. I'm like, I'm, I'll am i be honest. I will prefer these two right. options. Okay. And I mean, a fair portion of my people pay in check or cash. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, because credit card, you're talking 3 to 4%. Yeah processing which that's a big nut when you think about over the course of a month or a year that's until i have really noticed a huge difference then mm -hmm. i know some people accommodate for like well if you pay with card it's going to be x amount sure. of dollars over all right but i haven't really looked at the numbers or crunched them to see how bad of a it was dipping <laughs> into things but it could change but right now all right not an issue tell me yeah. how you figure out your schedule yeah because i imagine most people want to get a massage nights and weekends, I imagine, when they're not at work. Most But that most means people. that you're having to work nights and weekends. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Oh, no. That's so is that a challenge just from being a person that wants to, I don't know, maybe hang out with people that don't work nights and weekends? So tell me how that works with just your lifestyle. With, yeah, I mean, I, I'll admit to anybody, like, I'm not a morning person, so... I mean, I will work mornings and occasion, but usually most of my hours are set more like later in the day into the evening and like every other weekends. Okay. Because I like accommodating for those people who are after work and need to get a massage or different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't bother me none. I mean, if somebody <laughs> wants to do something at night one day, I just try to make sure I schedule off early in advance and gotcha. kind of go from there. All right. But I, I mean, I do work some mornings. Okay. Usually weekends and stuff, yeah, I'm not cut myself off completely, but I mean, and it's not an issue, but it seems to be like middle of the day evening is when most people are wanting something. Gotcha. Fair. Totally fair. But. Tell me about scheduling, because yeah. there's, I think of, how did companies do this? Massage or hair yeah. or anything where you have people scheduling stuff, but they're changing their schedules all the time because, yeah. hey, my kid is sick or I got stuck in traffic kind of thing. Where before it was probably just a, I don't know, those huge calendars on a desk kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Where now we have software, but there's 50 million different choices for software to yeah. figure out how to schedule online and make it easy for people. Do you have software for scheduling? Mm -hmm. Okay. And there yeah. are many options too. How did you decide which one to go with? I kind of asked the opinion of one person that I trusted and what they used and looked it up and looked good and kind of went from there. <laughs> okay, that was it. Okay, we're good. And it worked and it was it being a reasonably priced program as well. Okay. That's, you know, it's interesting because we have, we answer phones for a few uh, people that do massage yeah. and spa and stuff like that. And the different softwares that they use, 
software is software. <laughs> yeah. Um, I look and you see like what is the monthly nut that they're paying for that, and then good or bad, where how user friendly is it for yeah. the people on our end, and then how user friendly is it for the people that just going to the website mm -hmm. or an app or something like that. It's very interesting. I'm like, man, some of these things are just inferior products at yeah. a higher cost and they're still in business because maybe people got them and at the time they were really good and it's such a pain to change. And it happens. I know a lot of people, yeah, they went into a program using it and after years of either they growth that just didn't work for them anymore, so they switched or just it wasn't functioning how they thought and mm -hmm. changed over and... So, I mean, it's not an easy process, but a lot of people do it. Yeah. We had one client that switched, I don't know, a year or two ago, something like that. And I think she saved, I want to say, five bucks a user. So, it was probably, yeah. I don't know, neighborhood of 50 bucks a month. That's pretty But good. it was such a terrible user interface on the new stuff that my crew was like, this oh, is costing them more in time. Mm -hmm. Time on the phone, because to find if somebody's like, hey, I want to add this or change that, yeah. whatever. It was such a terrible interface. It's like, well, we just have to adapt, man. That's that's yeah. our job. And we have some people who don't like using it at all, and I still get people who call me or text me and mm -hmm. schedule from there and just interface with me mostly. All right, all right, that's fair. That's totally fair. And that works too. <laughs> you know, you were, it reminds me of um, pizza ordering. <laughs> I so I had a group of kids. My kids got a birthday party. There's ten kids I have to order pizza for, mm. and I tried to call the pizza place because I'm old school and just want to call. Yeah. Say, what are your specials? Find something. Move on with my life. Yeah. But it was just his voice prompt that said, go to the website, whatever, and save 10% <laughs> or something like that. So anyways, go to the website. you got to create an account. Yeah. And then I didn't know that there were so many choices for pizza. Holy yeah. cow. I was yeah. on my phone, I swear to God, 20 minutes. <laughs> and then because... I don't know what I clicked, but apparently the internet had to take a little shift. So then it's like, someone will reach out to you shortly. And so I got a phone call from somebody in India who was like, hey, we just got to clarify whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, mm, it's not working. All I'm trying to do is order pizza. Three pizzas. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to order. And we're at a park. And my wife is like, what is going on? And I'm like, it's kind of entertaining. Normally... I would just hang up and just find somewhere else, yeah. right? Uh, but this is so entertaining, and the kids are playing, so I'm not really needed there. I just want to see where this goes. <laughs> I just gotta keep. So eventually, <laughs> this this person that was calling me from India mm -hmm. decides I should talk to the local shop. So they send me to the local shop. I talk to the pimply face kid there, and they're like, "I can see your order, but it's, something's not right about it." It's like, what does it take for this to happen? And so I talked with that guy for about five minutes. And then I'm like, uh, I started giving the address. And he's like, oh, I set this up for pickup. And I'm like, stop right there, man. I'll pick it up. It's going <laughs> to be faster it. for me to pick it up than to start over. <laughs> but it's 40 minutes. That's 40 minutes total to order a few pizzas. And this is national chain, probably worth billions of dollars on the NASDAQ, yeah. whatever. It's one of those things where I'm like, man, I feel like it would have been so much easier just to have a person answer the phone and be like, yeah. what do you want from yeah. the start? So I, I get it. that. Yeah. But on the flip side, you're also often giving massages where you can't basically yeah. answer phones. So Pretty much. I get it. It's just interesting conundrum, I guess. 
as yeah. far as that goes. It's the same with like gift certificates. You can buy them online, mm -hmm. but then sometimes I have people that are like, I want a paper copy. I want to see your face. You hand it to me so I know oh. it'll work kind of thing. Or I know it's like legit. Oh, so you sell digital gift certificates? Yeah, I oh. do now. It's been the last several, uh, couple months or so. So when they give those as a gift, what if they just give them? Empty box, like, like it's as good as cash. That's Trust why me. some people like actual like holding in their hand, and I get it. It's like All the right. same idea as cash. I would rather carry have cash in my hand and hand yeah. It. Which I bet you like that, too, because you're like, hey, you're going to lose that thing. It's all good. Okay. I mean, I keep track of everything very well. So gotcha. if something happens, I still have a record of it. All right. Fair. Totally fair. Yeah. Tell me, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to deal with in the past couple of years since you started? I mean, definitely just getting in business. That's like anybody. I mean, as much as I could give, have people give word of mouth or things like that, like, you never know where people are coming from particularly. Okay. That's always... I mean, I've had several days starting out where I would just sit in the office and be like, okay, what else can I do to get the word out oh. or get people to know where I'm at or to even trust me? Because, I mean, there are so many other great businesses in the area. When you're just coming in brand new, people aren't just going to come in if they see you have no, like, star rating anywhere. Like, All right. let me test this out. Mm -hmm. That's usually the biggest thing. Okay. But. Tell me about reviews. Because reviews are a big thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, people trust, I don't know, bots or people they don't even know in this yeah. little five-star <laughs> review thing, right? I have no idea if that's a real star review behind that thing, but or I still trust yeah. it. Even more than my friend that I've known for decades. Yeah. So, and I imagine that sooner or later everyone gets a bad review. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? Or how do you even convince people to leave a positive review? Like everything's cool, you're happy, we leave a positive review, and they're like, ugh. I can't find 10 seconds in my life to do that. So which is challenging because yeah. they're not business owners. They don't know. Yeah. So how do you solve or figure out that problem? Try to get people. I mean, either way, it's tough. I mean, a lot of times, like any business, I think you're not going to tell somebody specifically to their face, like, that was terrible. Usually it'll it come It has to be pretty bad. It would have to be pretty bad in mm -hmm. that case. I mean... A lot of times I think it's just people are just like, oh, yeah, I had a great experience. Maybe I'll go write a review. Or sometimes I'll, like, ask people, like, let other people know you had a great experience. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll do, like, if you write a review, we'll enter a drawing to win a gift certificate or give, like, an incentive almost. Okay. Um, I'm, like, once in a great occasion I'll do that. But sometimes it's just people just willy-nilly feel the need to tell people. Okay. All right. Kind of out of the blue. Sure. Tell me about website. I guess yeah. going in that regard, you have a website? Yep. All right. And just for fun, tell the crowd what it is. Uh, SpecificHealthMassage.com. Well, that's easy enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and so <laughs> did you build a website or did you pay someone to build it? I built it. I went, I've maybe changed my website three times, I want to say. In two years. In a couple, I started out with a very basic, like, I need something so people can see something. Mm -hmm. Then I actually went into like a website like builder and built one okay. and then I got input from some people who know more about websites and like how to draw people in got a little bit of their insight and then kind of revamped it okay as well to hopefully draw people in from like certain specific words when looking at massage gotcha so it's been tough from a search engine optimization point of view to get people to find the website or do not they... terribly okay no all right are blogs the thing with massage websites, I imagine? Some, yeah. I mean, I have a blog on my website because I was told it's a good way to, like, 
keep refreshing it in a sure. sense. Content. Yeah. I have not written anything on it. I'm not going to lie. It's there. <laughs> there's but, a link that says blog. <laughs> like there's nothing there. But that's something I hope to kind of develop throughout the gotcha. several months or so. All right. So what have been some of your success stories as far as clients go? I mean, a lot of people coming back with no pain. I mean, that's usually a big one. Um, so it sounds bad, but sometimes people decreasing the amount of visits they come in, mm. which I mean, sounds bad, but in reality, some people come for a specific goal in mind. And when they necessarily don't need me as much because of their specific um, issue has gotten better is kind of always a good sign as well. Okay. Um, yeah, that's kind of. All right. Usually always good ones. You know, it's <laughs> so interesting you say that because the therapist that I go to, the massage therapist I go to, she always asks, like, what's hurting? And I was thinking the last time she asked, never have I ever said, you know what? I don't hurt at all. It's so funny because I'm like, there's always something, but something. it's usually different. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I played catch with my kids, so I feel that. Or we went skiing, so I feel it here. Yeah. Or we went roller skating, so I found out I had some muscles that I didn't know that I had, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's. Or just something you're always like, oh, I did this physical thing. And that, and I don't know if it's just being old or dumb <laughs> or maybe a combination of both. <laughs> but it's always funny where I'm like, no, no, I, I, I messed something up. I didn't do right. And it made me wonder, like, is everybody else just walking around in pain? I don't, maybe they are. I don't know. I but, think a number of people. Well, I imagine there's yeah. enough massage therapy places around that it's not just me. No. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I mean, guess that's good for you. Good yeah, for business, and I mean, right? and everyone comes in for specific reasons. Some people have a goal, like I want to be able to put my arm behind my back, and sometimes that's a, that's one goal I've had with some people. And some people are like, I just want to lay in bed comfortably for more than ten minutes, and that's been accomplished with people as well. And sometimes it's keeping up with that mm -hmm. to make sure we don't go back to those either bad habits or back to that pain we were before. Gotcha. Um, it's sometimes what keeps people coming as well. It's just not maybe as um, frequent as a basis. Okay, that's fair. Um, so where do you see the business going in, let's say, two more years? I mean, I hope to go into a different space eventually. Like okay. own an actual like building Oh. and have a whole space to myself. I love working with the ladies that are, I'm in the space with. Um, it's just a general goal I've always had. And then having like a rental space on top of that, like an apartment kind of thing. Gotcha. Is the idea more that's just another avenue to bring in revenue or yeah. it's pride thing because you get your own space kind of thing? Or? I think a combination of both. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And is that we're talking within two years or is that? Maybe like out? two to five, I would say. I mean, I think two, it'd be a good goal, mm -hmm. but I haven't gotten the works of looking up anything or doing anything, <laughs> so maybe longer. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's a general, that's a good goal, though, yeah. If you don't take any action, it's probably not likely to happen, so that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. <laughs> so the the women that you work with, mm -hmm. their schedule, I imagine the other massage therapist, does her schedule work with your schedule on the software? We have, like, separate softwares and stuff. But we have like a set schedule, like she works these days and these hours, I work these days and these hours, because oh, this gotcha. is all I do, Okay, it's just this, and she works at another full-time job, so it's kind of her side gig. All right. Um, so that's really the only conflicting hours I usually have to work around. Interesting. You know, I find that a lot with massage therapists, yeah. that a lot of them are part-time and have yeah. other hustles, whether that's full-time job always... or part-time job or something. 
And is that because it's so intense with your hands and muscles type thing? Or I guess for, why is it? For most people, because I mean, it is kind of hard to work 40 X hours in a week. That's what I've always done throughout my 10 years is work multiple jobs. It might be either all through massage or different avenues, like doing like hospice massage, which is a little easier on the hands in comparison to like deep tissue everyday kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've always done. All right, tell me about Most hospice people. massage. I've never heard of that yeah. before. I mean, the hospice place I was with, I yeah, traveled to people's homes and gave them a massage, usually whether it be mostly comfort and relaxation because it is a hard time for them yeah. and the family. Okay. Sometimes it is a little bit to help with another alternative form of pain. Um, that's usually the biggest ones there. And usually it's done laying in a bed or wherever they're comfortable or wherever they can sit, stand, kneel, lay, whichever direction. So is that something, is a one-time thing? Or are you going there every week? For for the most of the people I had, I would either go in every week or every other week. Okay. Kind of depending on how they were feeling because each day is something new for them. Sure. Okay. But. Hospice just seems like one of those things like, you're not going to be here that long, so... We don't, like, when do you want to schedule your next appointment kind of thing? That's, yeah, that's why. I, I don't mean to be morbid, yeah. but in the end, it's like. In a way, yeah, but that's why I always communication with, like, the team I was working with and mm -hmm. the family was a key part of knowing, too. Gotcha. And was it the person in hospice that reached out to you, or was it a family member at the request of? Usually, it's a combination of everybody involved. So sometimes, whether it's the nurse that thinks it would be beneficial, sometimes the patient wants it, sometimes the family think it's beneficial. Um, so to anybody really. All right. Let's talk, we don't have a ton of time, but I want to talk about insurance. Yeah. Does insurance typically pay for massage or is it? Typically, no. Okay. I think there are some that do. Okay. Um, and some I know, for me, I don't do any sort of insurance things. It's a whole other headache for me. Oh my some gosh, I can do. only imagine the paperwork. Yeah. Um, but there are other people that do accept insurance as a form there too. Okay. It's so interesting that they insurance pays for, or sometimes it's a reimbursement thing. Like you, they pay for it, and the insurance reimburses them back. So I've had Got that occur. Okay, uh, which is easier. Just give them a receipt, and they deal from there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. nice. So there's one thing that you wanted people to know. Who? Let's just say a couple things. First thing, uh, first massage experience. What do you want people to know that they may not know when they first come? Like when they first show up through the door. Because massage yeah. for me, I remember being told about massage and like, wait, what? It was just one of those I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then you get one, you're like, oh, that's amazing. That's cool. So, but I feel like, I always joke with this with my uh, students. When I teach business planning class and they have a yeah. business and they're the first one, I always think, imagine that you're the first massage therapy place, mm. right? Like now there's dozens of them, yeah. whatever. But imagine you're the first one and you're trying to describe what you're going to do, right? You just lay on this bed, face down, we'll dim the lights, play that. some soft music, maybe have some incense burning, yeah. and I'll rub you with oil kind of thing. <laughs> and people are going to be like, what? Well, what is something that you want people to know that haven't experienced massage yet? Just something like insider information kind of thing for them. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing I've come across with people who are brand new is, I mean, I hope I have, have a whole spiel for people who never had one. Um, the biggest thing that comes up is some of the clients think I'm going to stand in the room as they're undressing, which sounds odd. It or does. they're going to get a robe, which some places you do get a robe. But since we're in the same room, 
I'm literally going to leave the room, have them undressed. Usually I'll say down to their comfort level, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. Get underneath the get underneath the sheets and usually whatever body part we are going to work on at that time will be uncovered. Gotcha. Sometimes people just think it's, oh, plop on a table on top of it and you're not covered kind of thing, which I guess. At all? Yeah. Some people, everyone's interpretation is, yeah. (laughs) And I usually will say do that and you'll be like, you'll be fully covered until we do your back and your back will be uncovered, your arm, your arm, your neck, vice versa, kind of going on from there. All right. And usually kind of describe like, if something is hurting, we need to adjust something, this or that, tell me. Like, I usually try to leave communication, usually for the first time for a massage, very open. Okay. And I always tell people, I may talk, I try not to talk at all during a massage, which is usually typical. But I may talk more during the first one because I want to make sure they are comfortable. So I'll ask them, are you comfortable? Um, do you have any questions throughout? And just kind of leave it like they're in the driver's seat of things okay. so they feel more comfortable throughout the massage you know you raise an interesting point that i forgot to ask you about but i appreciate you bringing it no. up the <laughs> talking during a massage because <laughs> i have a very hard time shutting up <laughs> i mean i suppose that's why we have a podcast whatever but it's one of those things where i don't know how to like i go there with the sole intention initially of relaxing yeah and then i'll just be jabbering and just and having a conversation yeah but I want to be like, I'm just going to stop talking now. Uh, so you, the person giving the massage, yeah. are you thinking like, oh, I wonder what's on TV tonight? Or something? Like, what's going through your head? Usually, I usually trying to focus on what's going on, what I'm finding. And usually, like, why is this area causing this issue kind of thing? Okay. Usually, if I go into massage, I usually don't talk. I mean, something as simple as, does this feel okay? Are you in pain? Um, basic things like that but if it's people I've seen for X amount of forever I may not talk at all all right but I mean some people do want to have a whole conversation during that and if that's what they want to do that's fine that's how they do I don't mean that's, to at all <laughs> and most people I don't think do some people I noticed will maybe talk a little bit more sometimes if they're feeling uncomfortable for some reason oh or sometimes they just don't know how to get comfortable so then speaking becomes a comfort thing to them okay it's kind of a little bit of everything. All right. What do you prefer as the person doing the service, whatever? I mean, I don't mind having a little bit of a conversation because sometimes it's people like how I've like caught up with people. How's it going? How are things doing? But then usually it is easier to focus if there's silence. All right. But I also understand sometimes silence for me is doesn't get me into things as well. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so interesting because... I remember leaving the massage and I was like, I was chatting, like it was a conversation, but it was still the whole freaking time, which means that I didn't relax because you're just on, right? Just like you're in sales, you're just on. It's very difficult to shut off. So I'm like, maybe I just need to put tape over my mouth or something (laughs) like that in order to force, or something, I don't know, force myself (laughs) to just be quiet. I don't know what you're like in business, whatever, but I'm just, you're constantly on. Yeah. So it's very difficult to shut it off. Even when you're laying on a table with the sole intention of relaxing. It is so... Everyone's, yeah. Yeah, it's challenging. So interesting. I'll have to take care of that. (laughs) I'm going to be quiet next time. Fix it. Yeah, just (laughs) shut me up. Just tell me to be quiet. Anyways, Kayla, if you could share that website one more time. Uh, It's specifichealthmassage.com. SpecificHealthMassage.com. I love it. This has been Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. 
We are locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. If you're watching or listening to this on the web, if you could do us a huge favor, give it the big old thumbs up, right? Subscribe. And of course, share it with your entrepreneurial friends, especially those that are maybe a little uptight and could use a massage. Like this guy, right? <laughs> Uh, my name is James Kademan, and Authentic Business Adventures is brought to you by Calls on Call, offering call answering and reception services for service businesses across the country on the web at callsoncall.com, as well as the Bold Business Book, a book for the entrepreneur in all of us, available wherever fine books are sold. We'd like to thank you, our wonderful listeners, as well as our guest, Kayla Stroud Du Savage of Specific Health Massage. Kayla, the website one more time. I'm just going to drill it into people's heads here. <laughs> At specifichealthmassage.com. Excellent. Past episodes can be found morning, noon, and night. The podcast link from at drawincustomers.com. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. I want you to stay awesome. And if you do nothing else, enjoy your business.